0: Welcome, welcome. It's Jennifer Bukowski filling in for Gary Nolan. And uh, Barbara Buffalo, the mayor of Columbia, has an idea of what to use the ARPA money for to fight crime. And uh, she is going to create a new government department. That's what she wants to do. That's what they talked about at City Council last night. She wrote uh, a piece in the Columbia Tribune explaining her plan. And I believe we have Brian Halsworth is going to step in to uh, give us the lowdown on that, but I'll tell you what, if you really do want to address violence in Colombia with federal ARPA money, how about you uh, increase the salaries of some detectives so that we can recruit high-quality detectives to focus on solving violent unsolved crimes? How about that? Or, you know, if we could be more competitive with the pay, we can get higher-quality candidates and not have such a recruitment problem, But instead, I guess in her nine-paragraph guest commentary in the Columbia, Missourian, she said that she wants to have a department outside of the police department with two full-time employees. Brian, uh, what's her plan? What's her idea for... Fighting violent
1: crime. Well, basically, it's just—it's <clears throat> a concept. Right now, we—we we don't have a, a dollar amount of how much this would cost. I believe two people, as you mentioned, but again, we don't have an exact amount. It would have to go before the council. It was just briefly discussed last night because it wasn't even on the original agenda. She outlined it basically, and I linked to this in a story on ninety-three nine the eagle dot com, uh, Jennifer um, from uh, from yesterday, where I actually linked to. Her nine page, uh, not page, nine paragraph, uh, basically her her letter, essentially her op-ed. But really what she's looking at is she said that Baltimore does it, that Philadelphia does it, that Kansas City does it. She mentioned, she didn't give specifics, but there are a couple of uh, municipalities in St. Louis County that do it, that will partner with public safety offices, community violence intervention programs, and what she calls neighborhood voices. She also indicated she talked about poverty. Um, she's concerned about poverty. So again, that's kind of the angle that she is going at. I will tell you we don 't i 've had a lot of people ask questions on our Facebook page about it, and i 've tried to answer them best I can. We really don 't know all the details yet it 's very very uh, you know it 's like i said it 's just barely been discussed, but the reaction and I encourage people to look at ninety three nine the eagle Facebook and weigh in one way or the other. Jennifer, I can tell you the comments are all negative um, people want one one is basically saying you know socialism um, really blasting the mayor I mean all the comments are. Not a couple of them really unhappy with her, but then others are, I mean, Marissa Hagler, who's a longtime listener to the Eagle, basically says, isn't that what the police department is for? So, you know, I would point out, and that'll be a policy issue for you and the, the callers to talk about, but let me give you an example, Jen. I know you're a defense attorney, so I'll be, I'll be careful how I say this, but we've got, <laughs> a, we've got a, a case um, Pretty, 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 pretty serious case of uh, that ties in with this where you have a guy from Columbia has ties to Kansas City. He's charged now with the shooting in Cosmo Park on Saturday evening. He's accused of using an AK-47 style firearm. He was out on bond for kidnapping. In Jefferson City, and I don't believe this has been reported by any of their outlets but me. It's up on our website, 939theeagle.com, com. The, the incident was, but not about his other charges. He's, he's actually charged with kidnapping and assault in Jefferson City, and he's also wanted in, in Kansas City for failure to appear. So, my question to the mayor or to anyone that proposes this, and I certainly respect their opinions, but even if you have this program this office of community violence would that stop someone like this teron shelton from using an ak-47 style weapon according to the court document from shooting somebody at the park um and i was really surprised to surprise somebody that's on that's basically wanted it's i verified there he's wanted in kansas city has warrants out for failure to appear how he got, somehow got out on bond for a kidnapping charge awaiting trial in Cole County. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, that,
0: kidnapping that's, and assault. Correct. Uh, it's usually one that they put a very high bond on if you get a bond at all. And so when we talk about bond reform and bail reform, one of the things you're supposed to look at is the danger to the community and spend right. the money on you know keeping the people in there that present a danger that's to right. the community not just people that can't afford to post their fifty bucks or five hundred bucks or a thousand dollars because they're homeless or whatever that would be a situation those kind of charges where you need to take a real look at whether or not the person gets out on bond if it's kidnapping and assault like that but i don't know the details of that charge and we have a caller on topic but um, i guess uh, on line one paul welcome to the show
2: hi thanks for taking my call i appreciate it um... you know just a couple observations on this new office It's interesting to me that we're looking at creating this new office when there was a task force on community violence years ago of which none of the recommendations but one were really implemented. And then the city council can't even manage to find a way to give $5,000 to Neighborhood Watch. They have to sell funds now because they can't come up with the money. $5,000 for Neighborhood Watch. But yet now, all of a sudden, well, we're going to create this new office and have more people rather than supporting the police officers that are already putting their lives on the line and the detectives that are already doing the hard work. You know, maybe it's time to revisit some of those 27 original ideas that were brought forward years ago and see what can be implemented immediately. And they could have used some of this ARPA money to do so successfully.
0: That's a great point. And, you know, ARPA money... It's not permanent money, is it? And they're going to create, there's nothing so temporary or permanent as a government program. They're going to create two new full-time jobs. That's not going to go away. So then that is just more bureaucracy that we have to pay for indefinitely when the ARPA money even stops.
1: Well, that's right. It's $25 uh, 25 million. And to the caller and to to Jennifer, they also want to use a lot of this ARPA money for homeless, uh, homeless, uh, affordable housing and homelessness as well. Now, there is money for quote-unquote community violence initiatives to that, but none of it goes to law enforcement. And that's what CPOA is not happy about. So that ties in. But no, they... It's
0: interesting uh, (laughs) timing that they're doing this now when we don't have a police chief and they're in the process of hiring it. Because who's going to speak up Against it to push back, like you have CPOA, but you don't have a police chief to be like, "Hey, how about the park department gets this money and we can work with all those people too?" that's interesting. That timing, right there. Thank you so much. I've, well, I had I would another just, thought.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, it seems interesting to me that we aren't looking at permanent opportunities to deter the crime, as opposed to we're going to create this office. It, it, it's it's not about crime prevention, this office. This office is about more of finding ways that we can as a community talk about the violence we already have let's find some programs that we can permanently implement some opportunities that we can permanently implement that aren't on ongoing cost basis rather than creating another level another another step of bureaucracy that then there's going to be needing another level of oversight and it just creates this circle of more and more and more rather than addressing the actual actual root Causes of the issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good points, Paul. Uh, thank you so much for the call. Thank you, Paul. And, uh, yeah. And thank you, Brian, for that update. Uh, uh, you know, I do want to weigh in with my commentary thoughts now, and I know you're our news guy. Yes. Uh, so I'll so I, try to leave you uh, independent. I appreciate it. But I, uh, there's nothing there uh the problem is that in government you, success is measured by how many people have to report to you and how big your budget is, so I think that might have something to do with you know the the desire here to create more people because hey, now you have more power to give out two more jobs, don't you if you do the things this way It doesn't actually necessarily solve anything it might I hope it does if they go through with it, but you know there is always this incentive in government the your success is measured by how big your budget is and how many people report to you never by how successful you are it's the opposite of the private market where you know you have to do things well to sell more products to be able to grow your business how many people work for you and how big your budget is is not how you measure success so we have a perverse incentive with government um where you have people just sitting around not working that hard and But just the fact that they have to report to you makes you more powerful and important. All right. Uh, Who's up first, uh, Brian? Chris on line one. Welcome to the show, Chris.
3: This whole idea that somehow uh, an office uh, staff eventually, I'm sure, is going to somehow cure violence is kind of absurd to start with. I get a little annoyed every time I hear that, well, other cities our size have this office, so we need one. And it goes back to, I hear my parents going, just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean you can do it too.
0: Yeah, and have you seen the shenanigans going on in other cities these days anyway?
3: (laughs) Exactly my point. They're, you know, just wasting money like there's no tomorrow with all these officers and offices of diversity and crime prevention and whatever. And it's always going to come back to, you know, the cops, the judges, and the courts. You're gonna to have to get these people off the street, like this guy. Yeah, just have more detectives guy, okay? to go out and he's solve not, he's the not crimes. He's not going to call the, you know, the special two one one crime prevention. Going, hey, I want to go over and shoot this guy, but what do you think I ought to do? It yeah. doesn't affect these people; they don't care. And I just, it's, I don't. It's like we're living in some kind of a fantasy land that, uh, you know, we, and like I just worry, down the road, we're gonna to have to give this person a raise. They're gonna at some point need a staff because I'm sure they'll be way too overworked trying to prevent crime. There's so much. Uh, it's just <laughs> a like a cancer growing on your budget. And yet it sure looks good, I guess, to somebody that, you know, we've done something, but the something's really a big nothing. And I'd love to see them, you know, get like a street crimes unit going again in this city and and let them go do their job. And maybe they would have picked this guy up already on his warrant and got rid of him before he shot somebody. But
0: who knows? Good. Good thoughts, Chris. Thank you for the call. Yeah. To prevent violent crime, how about you get more detectives out there to investigate things, get arrests and get the people off the street that are committing violent crimes before they commit another one? Line two, David, welcome to the show.
3: Uh, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm fired up, but having fun.
3: Uh, <laughs> well, uh, in reference to the guy that got out of jail when he had a warrant somewhere else, I, I know that they usually, before they let somebody out of, out of jail, they run something on the computer, I believe they call it a mule. I'm not yeah, positive. Yeah, so but-
0: they he must not have had the failure to appear at the time he got bonded out and for the Jefferson <laughs> City case.
3: Because yeah, then the they could,
0: would have, you know, sent him yeah, over there. I,
3: that, that's what I was wondering. But on the mayor's response, that's a typical liberal response. Let's just spend more money to, to get let's nothing Let's
0: just talk done, about so. our feelings. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, let's hey. just all have a good heart-to-heart <laughs> and well, hug it out. robbing you. And, like, just we're good because we're talking about it. It shows we care. Never mind you're not yeah. getting any results. Like, exactly. oh, don't let that get in the way of you feeling good about yourself because you're showing off that you care about things. Oh, exactly, it just drives yeah. me crazy like i uh,
3: it does me too
0: <laughs> It's the show me state show me results all right, thank you David yeah, for the call right, Thank <laughs> Jim on line three uh welcome to the show
4: I think what we're what we're seeing here is a worldview problem, and what you're talking about is downstream from that unless you understand that her worldview is to to make a society so that everybody Loves everybody else and everybody is taken care of we're still going to have violence that's her worldview she's doing that by by creating a, a program that will provide social services for people to try to make them nice to each other that's a worldview right And well, so as long as long as there, as long as she's taking that worldview the money is going to be uh, shoved in that direction so yeah uh,
0: that's it I think I understand what you're saying, and I would agree to the extent, like, yeah, I would love it if everyone was nice to each other and loved each other, but if your goal is to address violence, then I would think that having more detectives out there, doing the beat work, interviewing the witnesses so that you make it the case to get the violent people that have committed violent crimes off the streets, solving those crimes would be a good way to do it, because those are the people that, guess what, might do something violent again, right?
4: What? You're, you're absolutely right, but the problem is we're not going to change her worldview so uh, yeah. we can say that you know you're absolutely right but she won't ever see it that way because her worldview will not suffer it yeah it's a problem which can be solved as a ballot box
0: yeah well uh, we yeah. we shall All see right. on that thank Let you so much you. for the call Jim oh dear uh we have uh so much more to get to we have Taking all your calls on this city council thing, Missouri. Every time I see Missouri on when I'm prepping for the show and I see Missouri on Fox News website, it's embarrassing. (laughs) We've got a Missouri teacher that's in some trouble, and a lawsuit filed by Andrew Bailey against the school district on sunshine violations and more to get to next. This is Jennifer Bukowski filling in for Gary Nolan on the Zimmer Radio Network. And have her back on the Gary Nolan Show, well, here's the headline. This is Jennifer Bukowski filling in. Missouri teacher on leave over OnlyFans account knew this day was coming. High school English teacher Brianna Coppage said she doesn't regret joining OnlyFans. So she's been placed on leave. She's 28 years old, a teach- English teacher at St. Clair High School. She told the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, that she was placed on leave after an interview with two administrators. It wasn't a shock because she knew that the word was getting out about her page. Um, people were talking about it. And she said that, uh, according to the report, she made about $42,000 last year as a teacher, but the OnlyFans has brought in eight to $10,000 a month. So i guess that porn pays better than teaching english in high school oh boy missouri missouri every time missouri's almost every time you see a missouri headline it's going to be an embarrassing news story to click on if it's on a national <laughs> website but that OnlyFans thing i guess is pretty lucrative i wonder what she's doing that's uh causing people to subscribe at that kind of monetary level uh, But, you know, good for her. That's her own decision if she wants to do that. Not a decision that I think is a long-term good decision for building a family, but that's her. She can learn that later on, I guess. So another story, uh, I guess Andrew Bailey is busy suing people again. It's his job. He's attorney general. Uh, There's a Sunshine violation. Alleged school board members wanted to have a closed-door meeting to talk about their bathroom policy for trans students and uh, decided to have a closed meeting because it was none of the parents' business what the bathroom policy was. Andrew Bailey said in a tweet, it's absolutely the parents' business to know who is in the bathroom with their kids. So he has filed a lawsuit to uh, stop them from having these closed meetings in violation of Missouri's open records law to discuss the bathroom policies. Good for him. I do think that you know, we pay for these schools, they are government schools, and they shouldn't get to hide what they're doing from people, especially the parents, as to what they are doing up at those schools. Other things. So, Meghan Markle, I had to get a royal thing in there, Brian. I noticed
5: that, yeah.
0: The scuttlebutt is, so uh, Gavin Newsom appointed a replacement for Dianne Feinstein, who is head of uh, she is actually from Maryland. That is the thing that has been getting her the most pushback. But she's head of Emily's List, which is an organization that's dedicated to getting pro-choice or yeah pro-choice uh, legislators elected into office. So she uh, gets to be a mover and a shaker with the money. She also was just included on a list of the most powerful women living in D.C. So she's not exactly a California resident, um, but now she is a U.S. senator. She will be getting sworn in this week. But Meghan Markle, there's been scuttlebutt that she might be considering getting into that race. No kidding. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of time. I think this is just for clicks because there's not a whole lot of time to get involved in the race. Even if uh, if this Lafonza Butler, I'm not sure if that's how you say her first name lafonza butler she uh got appointed she's uh was one of kamala harris's chief advisors she is currently head of emily's list and uh she is gay which uh that's another bonus if you're on the left Uh, how many boxes can you tick uh that make you you know who you are sleeping with and what you do in the bedroom that's just a real bonus for uh your job qualifications according to the left if you're having uh, sex with someone that's the same gender as you, then you're more qualified to be a U.S. senator, apparently. Anyway, uh, this is kind of a thumb in the eye of the people that are running already to replace Diane Feinstein because she had announced that she wasn't running again. And Adam Schiff and Katie Porter are neck and neck with each having about 20 percent of the vote, 20 percent for Adam Schiff, 17 for Katie Porter uh, they both have sizable leads over Lee, who is a Congresswoman, and Black, who Gavin Newsom did not appoint to this position. So uh, I'm sure that there are people in his party in California that are pretty peeved with him over this decision. We'll have to see how she does, but she must have, she must be powerful indeed if she can get, you know, the governor of the most populous state in the nation to pick her to be a U.S. senator um, out of everyone else. But it. Is helpful when he's already gone ahead and precluded himself from picking anyone who is not a black woman. All right, we have more to get to. So much more. A lot of the stories popping up. Uh, and my thoughts, I have some thoughts on Kamala that have been really burning my, this crossing is my bones. The Gary to get to. Nolan Next. Show. And we're back on the Gary Nolan shows. Jennifer Bukowski filling in, and it's been flying by. Brian Hanson, yes, uh, it has. Fun, fun day. Uh, thank you so much to Gary for letting me sit in, and all the folks here at the Zimmer Radio Network for putting up with me. So, there's so much going on. Uh, last night, uh, Congressman was carjacked at gunpoint. U.S. Representative Henry Kuehler of Texas was carjacked by three armed attackers a mile away from the Capitol. And I'll tell you what, Brian, it's time for them to have CCW reciprocity in the District of Columbia. Because I go there for meetings, I'm involved with a lot of different organizations that meets there, and it frustrates me that I have to choose between, you know, being judged by 12 or carried by 6 when I'm in the District of Columbia because I can't carry my concealed firearm there. Right. And now that the Congress people themselves are getting, you know, Rand Paul had a staffer attacked. This guy got carjacked. Um, maybe they can start thinking about letting people defend themselves from these violent assailants in our United States Capitol. But it's really sad state of affairs that that is going on. Other people getting attacked in our Capitol, uh, in the White House, are Secret Service agents. You know, this dog. That our president has, Commander, has now bidden eleven,
5: eleven Secret people. Service yes.
0: agents. That is
5: You would think that after shameful. you know the second time you like, okay, it's time to muzzle the animals if they're gonna be wandering around.
0: Get it away from people. I mean, how many chances does this dog get? Like it's not your son, okay? It's not Hunter, and hunter gets unlimited chances to you Joe Biden, he can still fly on Air Force One and everything else. Care about the people that are guarding your life and the life of your family a little more uh, than letting them get bit 11 times. To- I don't understand how you can possibly still have this dog in the White. I really don't. Like, as a moral what is matter,
5: the, uh, has the white I House cannot imagine
0: it? if my dog bit one Secret Service agent, allowing that dog to be around Secret Service agents again. You have to get rid of the dog. 11? I mean, maybe one if it's their extraneous circumstances, something weird was going on if it bites two people then that is a pattern that cannot be tolerated uh you can't be allowing your dog to attack people that are you know putting their lives on the line to defend you and your family and guard you at all times that is just immoral have you heard has
5: the white house commented on this yet or are they completely dismissing the subject
0: i have not heard any comments from them yet about it they seem to just be ignoring it because you know these are just little people that work for them and they don't matter and so how dare they complain you know it doesn't matter if they get bit i mean that
5: (laughs) how long is he gonna take until you know one of these secret service agents ends up in the hospital
0: i I think they have to go to the hospital and yeah and you know this the white house has children in it biden has grandchildren is the number of them he's a little unclear on but why do you have a dangerous animal like that running around your house, at the White House? The you know That makes no sense to me. Another thing that doesn't make any sense to me, I'm just going to have to fly through things because I'm running out of time, Kamala Harris. I, I want to tell you why I've been just upset thinking about Kamala Harris. I know she's a Democrat, but she is our first female vice president. And the president of the United States tasked her in 2021 with leading uh, the challenge at, with migration, they called it, with migration at the Mexican border. That was the announcement that she's gonna be in charge of that. This is great because as a vice president, you know you don't really have a real job. You're basically there to wait for the president to die. So they get to give you projects that you get to be in charge of so you can look like you're a leader and have some you know, ability to demonstrate your leadership abilities and to serve your country. That was the job that you were given to do, Kamala Harris. And what have you done? Absolutely nothing. I not if they, if I were in that situation, I would be working eighteen hours a day, seven days a week, to figure out how do we solve the Swiss cheese, the uh, border, all this fentanyl is getting in. You have Americans dying from fentanyl overdoses. It's cut, it's like become the leading cause of death for different age groups. It used to be from car accidents. Now they're leading cause of death his drug overdoses because of basically all this fentanyl that's getting over, the millions and millions of people that are just streaming over, taking up free hotel rooms in New York City and everything else. What a disaster. And as a woman, as a woman, I am really mad at Kamala Harris that she's been such a feckless failure uh, to step up and lead as her president asked her to do on this. Has she gone? She doesn't go to the border. She doesn't, she's been there like once, barely. She doesn't work on this every day. I know she was reportedly annoyed that she got such a hard problem to work on because she could be shown to be a failure. But to not work on it at all, like, to not really make any measurable impact, is just shows that you're completely unqualified to be president, which is scary. Because she's literally a heartbeat away, Brian, from becoming president. Like, she could yep. be president later today biden is not in good shape at all and he is supposedly running for another term I, it's it's a real problem but i'm starting to think uh there's so many signals that indicate that he might not end up being their candidate they might end up coming be. up with something yeah. else yeah which will be bad for i just wonder how they're going they do to that. do
5: it if they're gonna you know make an announcement you know uh they it's gonna have to be soon Right. I mean, they can't let it go till next year.
0: Yeah, it would have to be in the next couple of months if they get Biden, if they twist his arm to say, "Okay, all this stuff is happening with your family. You can go ahead and pardon everybody on your way out the door, but announce that you have health reasons that you can't run again. And then other people. But then if they do that, all kinds of people would jump in the race and uh, they'd have a, a maybe Elizabeth Warren could end up winning or Gavin Newsom. I don't know who would end up winning in a race you'd probably get klobuchar back in there you'd have uh, the whitmer she'd probably jump in so uh, that'd be interesting they wouldn't have a whole lot of time to get it done so they'd have to do it pretty soon if they're going to go that route otherwise you're going to have to really analyze like what happens if someone becomes incapable or like says that i'm out at different stages after they've already started having primaries Um, that's going to be complex to, like, analyze the timing of that. And I'm sure a lot of people are looking at that calendar and, like, their most opportune movement to swoop in because they have superdelegates. Unlike the Republican Party, they have superdelegates that can um, really affect things, how things shake out at conventions. But their overall problem, Brian, is that their most loyal voting demographic forever has been black women. And black women, if they... If they pass over Kamala Harris and pick someone else, like a Gavin Newsom, they won't go vote Republican, but they probably won't go vote. And they know that. But Robert F. Kennedy might run as an independent. I think that's another signal that it's possible that uh, they're going to swap out Biden because that was his real path was like, okay, it's Biden or me. And that's why he was polling in double digits. Now that there's noises that he's expected to announce that he might be running as an independent. That is another signal to me that uh he also might think that um that Biden won't be the nominee. But if Biden's not the nominee, do the Republicans win? Like do I want to root for Biden to stay the nominee or not? What do you think? Uh call in and let me know your thoughts. Five seven three eight seven four ninety three ninety. Uh interesting situation at the presidential level. Um we have a SCOTUS kicked off a new term starting yesterday with a drug sentencing case. Whether the word in means or or not, <laughs> lawyers, uh, we have a lot going on. One of the cases was out of St. Louis, but there's gonna be some big cases argued, um, including one on uh, the constitutionality of things like the wealth tax, that's more versus the United States. That's gonna be a big one. According to the Wall Street Journal, it could be the most important one that the court decides this term. I'll be coming in on Tuesdays with Gary to talk about those cases as they are argued throughout this October 2023 term that's just kicked off yesterday. Um, We have one more break to get to, and then we'll wrap it up on the Gary Nolan Show. It's Jennifer Bukowski filling in on the Zimmer Radio Network. And we're back on the Gary Nolan Show. It's Jennifer Bukowski finishing it out. And I'll tell you what. I did say earlier it's embarrassing when you see Missouri in a link on the Fox News website, but one story out of Missouri that's big nationally uh, is good for Missouri. That's Taylor Swift. I said last week, did I not, Brian? (laughs) When I said I don't have any royal news for you, but we have kind of American royalty news. Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey, and she was at that game, isn't it? I said that is a huge deal.
5: She's not official royalty, but I mean, you know, the way she's that arguably her the most famous out. person in the world right now.
0: Yeah, and she is worldwide famous, and uh, I was right that that is a huge deal. The ratings uh, for the Chiefs game last week were like playoff-level numbers. All these people are <laughs> tuning in to watch the Chiefs now. The ticket prices have gone up 35%. The Kelsey jerseys are selling out. Everyone is talking about this. All these other amazing celebrities are at the Chiefs games now, and it is a spectacle, and that is great for Missouri that, you know, our team has become uh, part of this world-famous, uh, what do they call them, the Swifties are all yeah. all watching our Missouri uh, team, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, in their games, and so that's good news for Missouri for once, and it's something to be kind of proud of, I guess. Uh, good on Travis Kelsey. I'm not into this mustache. I got to say, I think that
5: yeah, he could he do without. Looked, that.
0: He's probably handsome without it. I mean, he's handsome, but um, I think the m- mustache is off-putting. But hey, Baylor Swift is into him, so. <laughs> the question
5: him. is: uh, Minnesota Vikings is the next uh, team that we play, and that's at Minnesota. <laughs> and I'm just wondering: is she going to do it again?
0: Hey, she's got a plane. She flies people oh, all over. and I understand. Rents out restaurants. But, I mean. Why not? It seems like they're partying.
5: The whole season, (laughs) it's just unbelievable. She gets to
0: fly with the. She's actually flown with the team, even though she has her own plane. We just gotta be fun for all of them as well. Uh, It's it's exciting uh, that this is all happening. Uh, Other other things going on. Well, only forty three out of the more than eight thousand who were discharged for the U.S. military for refusing COVID vaccines have rejoined. You know I forgot that they discharge people out of the US military for fe- refusing to get yes, vaccinated. They did. Isn't uh-huh. that insane? It is. There's all these articles about them having recruitment problems. The people can't meet the physical fitness standards to get into the military. They're having to lower those potentially.
5: Well, here's the thing. When you sign up for the military, you basically agree to take any inoculation that they choose to give you.
0: But I they mean, I mean We're having recruitment challenges, and they fired 8,000 people for not getting a vaccine. I know. that you know, I've gotten, like, Brian and I have gotten three of these things, and then he got COVID again. Was that him? Yeah. But they don't seem to work very well, and they fired 8,000 people over that. But according to the CNN article, only 43 people got hired back now that they uh, uh, changed that policy. So that was a big mess up. In D.C., shocker that they would mess things up there, you know. Uh, Bill Engel said, "Oh, I, every time I wake up, I'm more disappointed." I'm not because I have just such low expectations of any news out of D.C. anymore. Anyway, I'm surprised if they do anything good. That's where I'm at. I'm not uh, hopeful that they will be doing that. They will be avoiding mistakes, but it's entertaining when they make such big public mistakes as a vice pres or a principal. Former principal of a school pulling a fire alarm and then trying to say, "Oh, it wasn't to slow down the vote." That, that was the that handle for the door. That was me up. I just can't. Oh, <laughs> uh, interfering with the proceed congressional proceeding? Much? Oh gosh. Uh, uh kind of a sad note, um, this there's been a couple, two different people in the last weekend. One is this Philadelphia journalist killed in his home. Josh Kruger, 39, was shot seven times. This was on Twitter a ton yesterday because this guy's been attacking, like, uh, the Dilbert creator, Scott Adams, uh, Mike Cernovich, Jack Posobiec, by like, calling them crazy for saying that there's a violent crime problem in cities, saying that Philadelphia is safe. Well, he was just shot seven times in his home. And he's dead. Um, That's sad another guy uh, was just stabbed to death at a bus station in Brooklyn I mean it is um, and he was I don't know if he was as much of a Twitter troll as uh, this Philadelphia journalist but it is uh, I, I will not be gleeful over tragedies like this but it is just sad to see you know like to be sometimes you know you're proven right but you're sad to be shown that you're right you know when you predict that bad things will happen from some of these policies from the left they have a terrible prosecutor in philadelphia who doesn't prosecute things he's one of these soros guys and um crime is out of control there and this guy is now 39 years old dead shot seven times bomber it's guess we just need
5: more gun control up there yeah Yeah,
0: that's 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 the solution because yeah. The criminals really care. They do. If they're not allowed to have guns, <laughs> uh, I mean they,
5: that's their thought process. Seriously, yeah. Like, well, we just haven't gone far enough.
0: Yeah, more laws. When will they? They're they really up. into it. By the guys that are shooting people, they are going to be turn, They're going to stop doing that if you just make it harder to buy a gun. That's. I mean, if you just make it illegal to carry it in this area, that'll stop them from shooting people. Hollow. <laughs> It's already illegal to shoot people, and they were going ahead and doing that, weren't they? But uh, there's this video of all the, these black women with guns. It's like, hey, conservatives, does this trigger you? And John Law tweeted this, and I retweeted it. I'm like, absolutely not. Like, women do need to have guns because men, they're smaller than men that commit crimes. And black women in particular, statistically, tend to live in, um, on average higher crime areas so they more than anyone need to be gun owners so i think it's great that black women are uh, becoming the fastest gun owner group demographically don't you like that that's your constitutional right to defend yourself and you need to defend yourself and your family especially if things are going off the rails like they are lately dear lord you know uh it's something else and what are they focused on in new york oh trump's Trump stuff and it's no coincidence you know I've been just so mad about the Trump stuff that they're taking away his businesses and they have these four different indictments but we're talking about that more than Hunter Biden being in court today they didn't even have a live stream of that court appearance going on because it's Trump show and they want us to focus on Trump and Trump's legal troubles I think and uh, to hide all this Hunter Biden and his problems under the rug because guess what they do link to the big guy I mean you can't and I'm looking forward to them showing more of the connection. But I don't think you need to actually have, you know, video of Joe Biden receiving a bag of cash from the Chinese Communist Party in order to have sufficient evidence to know that he is corrupt and that he's on the take and that he is complicit in his family benefiting uh, to the tune of millions and millions of dollars off his name, and that he's played a role in that. And that's been intentional. And that... Like, his family getting all that money is basically bribing him, you know, because he wants that to occur, that his family is receiving money. And so that's how he's being bought off and selling out our country while he was vice president. Isn't that pathetic?
5: Now, real quick, in the final moments that we have left, as a criminal defense attorney, what would your how would you get Hunter Biden off the hook with a gun charge? How would you go after it?
0: Well, I mean, how they tried to, which is like uh, using political juice to try to get the prosecutor to drop it, which they almost did. They came so close.
5: He pled not guilty to all charges.
0: Yep. Well, Um, now that the charges still are happening and he didn't get the diversion agreement, I would definitely go with the Second Amendment argument that, look, there's nothing ah, that the founders had contemplated that you have to be sober to be able to buy a gun. That would be the first step. All right. Well, it's been fun, everyone. Um, this has been Jennifer McGowski filling in, Brian Behansen, producing uh, for Gary Nolan. And while we still do, don't forget that you live in the greatest country in Earth's history. So take it a moment and enjoy that. Peace.